0: Hello, friends, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Chris Grant, and I'm Partnerships Manager here at Digital Construction Skills. And today, I am so excited to be joined by Emmanuel Steele. And Emmanuel is the co-founder and CEO of Prindy Technology. And we're here to talk about the golden thread, the distributed ledger technology or blockchain, and how this all comes together in this exciting Prindy software solution, which will help clients transform how they manage their CDM compliance. So, Manuel, you're very welcome. How are you?
1: Uh, not too bad, Chris. Thank you. Thank you for having us as well, oh, me, to, to, today. Well, but it's, um, no, it's a pleasure.
0: Listen, we've been following your story from the very, very beginning of the project, and it's just great to have you on. And I know you've been working very hard in, in the last couple of years on, on this solution, so I'm really, really excited to have you on today. So, Manuel, just shall we begin briefly by telling people who you are, what your background is, and why you decided to set up D Technology.
1: Yeah, uh, Emmanuel Steele. Um, I did an architectural apprenticeship when I was um, a, wee, a, a, young, a young gentleman um, and developed into um, interior design and architecture. Um, however, there was a point in my career where I, I moved from the creative side to the management side. So, um, Having spent a few years or ten years as a design manager, project manager, program manager, um, we realized, or I realized, that there was uh, a, a necessity for 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 management of information and paperwork, and seemed like a bit of a, of a arduous task. But it was it, it was interesting and is interesting as we're seeing. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I've gone straight into Prindy. there. There's a, there's, there's a longer background than that.
0: What, what, was there something that motivated you just, did just to actually start up Prindee? What, what, what was the main motivating factor for you? Well,
1: um, being a designer or coming from a design background, it was when um, CDM and the CDM regulations we might all be familiar with is construction, design and management. And um, starting in, on the dark side in management, 2006 i was at the birth of the 2007 update of construction design and management regulations Mm -hmm. so my ears picked up with this cdmc he was a gentleman while i was doing project management or assisting project managers um there was a a cdm
0: coordinator there was a cdm coordinator if you remember yeah, yeah
1: yeah and um you know a lot of the time we would kind of Give, give CDM its its due diligence by by putting it at the front of the agenda. But for the rest of the project, there was a disconnect in the fact that, you know, we were in construction. So in 2015, when CDM updated and introduced a new person called the principal designer, that kind of rang more true to me given my background. Um, but also the focus then became on the design, which gave more power to affect construction. So, if we're saying before you design, before you go and build something, pre-construction, firstly provide me sufficient information so I can bid on it and and, and look at the job. But but secondly, you know, let's ensure that you've had a look at it and you've assessed the risks, Mr. Designer, Mr. Architect, Mr. Engineer. Let, let's let's put more focus and emphasis on the creation of the building on, on in our minds and on paper before we go out and pay someone to 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 take all the risk for us during construction. So it was it was something that that really got my goat, um, and I left um, project management and became a principal designer in in 2016. Right. Okay. Well, so, yeah, as a, as, a, as a consultant at that time, where you kind of jump out and you, you, you're one-man banding it, it became apparent that, you know, to, to, to manage the plethora of, of clients that I expected, not saying I got, but I expected <laughs> at the time, um, I, would, I, I would need some help. That would either be a big team or I could do this digitally.
0: Ah, right, and that, okay. and
1: that light bulb moment, like you've just hard uh-huh, there, is exactly yeah. how exactly yeah. what happened to me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, Fan- fantastic. So, I suppose maybe we'll just take a wee step back because you've you've talked about the CDM regulations here, but maybe just maybe in layman's terms, then uh, Emmanuel, just for our listeners, and maybe just give us a wee overview of what the CDM regulations are, what what they do, and why are they important? Okay
1: um cdm construction design and management and it really that 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 that's not really chronological is it because you design before you construct <laughs> and essentially you manage you should manage and have management arrangements yeah. before you design and then you can construct so it shouldn't really be called <laughs> mdc but we call it cdm anyway that's just <laughs> one, of the, one of the little things so so really Putting that back in context, the the management side of it is really where you you, you set up arrangements to say, there are responsible people doing an important job and we need to make sure that they're they're one, planning to do it safely Mm -hmm. and two, doing it safely. And once they've done it, you know, when somebody has to come back you know five years later or the following year to wash the windows that they're able to do that safely and they can access and maintain a building in a safe way so that's the kind of premise for having the regulations which sit under the the health and safety at work act what the the, the, the cdm regulations do is appoint responsibilities on specific duty holders or
0: players or people in, in, in that, that that play a role in developing a building, right? And then, of course, then we've got the building regulations coming through Parliament just now. The building safety bill, sorry, the building the building safety bill, yeah, going through Parliament at the moment. Then, Emmanuel, is it is it linked to that as well? then? Is it, you know, is 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 it going to be new things or what's emerging from that? As as far as you can see, maybe from a CDM point of view. Well, that,
1: that's interesting because uh, we were talking about duty holders as we finished the role of of, of people and the players. In, in in complying with CDM and um, the, the changes as we know will, will have been sparked by an unfortunate tragic tragi- tragic event mm-hmm. um and if you remember back and you recall back it was um then Judith Hackett that was a leading voice at the at the time and still is mm-hmm. um, in terms of setting a context and, and setting a challenge or a context for a challenge And then setting the challenge for 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 us, you know. And I I I was inspired by that. I wouldn't claim that that was the reason for Prindy because it just all happened at the same time from twenty sixteen onwards. But essentially, um, you know, it it became a a herald heralding point for what we we were doing uh, or trying to do with highlighting the 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 role of the principal designer um, and CDM compliance, and it was when then Judith Hackett said, you know, spoke directly about duty holders that my ear pricked up, because that, to me, was almost, you know, subliminal messages and saying, okay, you're on the right track, let's let's sort these duty holders out. Um, mm-hmm. So, all of the bills that will be, have been looked at and, and, and are, um, be, has been ratified, essentially, and it's, it's been Um, Bound, you know, um, Mm. competence, um, recording information. So that's where the golden thread terminology comes along. Um, Mm. And these are important things. So it was only recently in July, there was um, a more recent statutory instrument and forgive me for um, using just the top line of what the document is because I don't know where it fits into first reading or second reading, but the statutory instrument basically, Focusing is, focuses in on the client and competence. And really um, from my reading, um, reinforces, cause it uses similar language, um, it, you know, um, to CDM regulations and refers to it often. Talks about competence in reference to a um, CDM regulations eight, two and eight, three, you know, so, 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 um you know, it was, that to me is the link. There's the 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 role of the duty holder. Who are we holding accountable? There we go, accountable person. There's another one that's coming through. Responsible person, okay. uh, um, building safety manager. You know, we, we still need to formalize and, and take away some of the kind of um, 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 gray areas around the terms and where they sit, but that's gonna happen in, in due course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what we are aware of is what the, the requirements are and some, most of them are common sense you know so, yes, so, yes. so So, in this case our focus through to the legislation, our focus really has been on the person who's least um, least equipped to to, to, to to do their duty so, so duty holders I'm going to roll them off so we've got working from the bottom, we've got you know, people who who are the builders who come out every day, mm-hmm. you know, leave home and we expect to come home safely. Yeah. You know, we ask them to wear hard hats and put, you know, do, do that type of stuff, follow rules, follow the, the, the contractor's rules set out or the principal contractor's rules. So contractors do that and workers do that. Then you've got the, the principal contractor who's, um, you know, resourced um, skilled um, competent to do their role typically, you know, where there's rules that are broken, we, we have individual bad players everywhere, but essentially everyone who is a principal contractor does their best to, to, to align with the regulations that they need to align with. Um, then we've got, you know, designers. So these are duty holders, um, designers being one. Um, and their role then is to design obviously, but to design in a way that prevents Risk or prevents hazards. So you know, concrete hanging from the air. You know, let's think about how we're going to do that. Do we really need to use concrete? You know, know, that type, those type of logical questions. So, so designers have a duty and are a duty holder. The principal designer coordinates and plans and manages the pre-construction phase. And by this new statutory instrument, you know a bit more than that, looking at construction and, and. and and liaising, strengthening that relationship throughout construction and thereafter. So again, all of these players, these duty holders that I've mentioned, they all have some form of competence or or experience or, you know, um, Mm -hmm. insurance even. Mm -hmm. Now the, the, the last duty holder that I'm yet to mention is the client. The client has numerous responsibilities and under this regulation I share not. you know somebody can find it. this 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 legislation that's coming in, um, you know has responsibilities directly to them and extended responsibilities. So who's trained the client and and what frameworks do we have to assess the competency of the client themselves? Um, and it, it's important that we have clients aware of their responsibilities and enabled and, and and enabled to exercise and fulfill their duties. Um, and not just say, okay, well, I've paid for Prindy services, or I've paid for Jack Jones, or I've paid for whoever I've paid for to do this, you mm-hmm. know. And the legislation is being 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 written in 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 a way to 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 not allow that to happen so easily
0: or at all. But no, I think we'll 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 just park CDM for a moment, and I uh, people will think about that when we go to the next question, but. Before we come on to your technology, because I'm really excited to hear about how this is all kind of going to come, come back and tie back into CDM, but maybe maybe a wee, a wee departure point here is maybe just to talk a wee bit about, about blockchain. Now, I know neither of us are particularly um, technical geeks, but let's let's maybe just, like you know, we just tell us in simple terms, just for, for the listeners as well, you know, what what is blockchain or maybe to give its proper name, distributed ledger technology, you know, what do we mean by this? And why do many tech and industry leaders say it's the next big leap forward in tech? And what might this mean for us as well in construction?
1: Good, 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 good question. Um, there's, there's two sides to this this question. This, 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 there's two answers to this this question. Uh, yeah. um, and, and you know, I, I kind of ran this past our technical team, and my first answer was really based on this side, which is to do with the the money and the the Bitcoin and the banks and all that type of stuff. And there's good reason why um, the technology is used for uh, money and and banks and and that type of stuff um, is because of its security, essentially. Mm -hmm. So if we take the the Bitcoin and all of that stuff and we put it over there and we just carry across the security to this side that we're going to talk about, and we say that it's a distributed ledger. So ledger could be a database, let's say. And if I had um, uh, somewhere in the cloud uh, and that cloud was, was was attacked, then essentially that centralized database
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, is a lot more vulnerable than if that information was distributed in, in loads of places. So essentially, if that was attacked, then you had loads of other ones that could still run the network. Sure. And, and, and taking the security side to this side and then applying that to um, a ledger, which a database could hold any information. So it could be about money on this side, or it could be about how compliant your building is. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, so we're gonna say we've got a secure network that's got this information distributed that means that it, it's, that makes it essentially what we call, and is a fashionable term more and more as we talk about blockchain, is immutable. Mm-hmm. So immutable a, a record means that once I've put it into the network, there's a thousand copies of it. There's no way I can take <laughs> it back now. It, it's there, it's immutable. Um, and in that sense, I, I saw, um, one, I saw the interest in all of that side with with with, um, with the, the finance, FinTech side of it. But that's what inspired me to, to apply the technology to data and information security in construction. And I felt the best place to apply that to information security in construction, information management in construction, is the regulatory side, which had already been um, excited by as a principal designer so if the documents that i would require um to have done my job so you know i've at least seen some pre-construction information construction phase plan health and safety file that type of stuff Mm -hmm. um but if i could prove that that information or firstly make it fully accessible but secondly in order to prove that that information was there or submitted by this person at this time at this date um, was always available, could always be accessed from anywhere in the world. Um, you know, if I could, if I could structure the, an interface in a way that assisted you to know that you needed to have this there and you needed to have this there, and if it wasn't there, okay. then it was obvious. You know, yeah. then that could be a way, or is the way that
0: of a fashion print Brilliant. So okay, then. Well, let's maybe we'll come on. I, I think. Um, that's kind of tied into this golden thread of information as well, then, Emmanuel. It does, yeah. It's so yeah. so nicely. Yeah. So maybe it leads on to that. I, I yeah. know you, you you talked about it a little bit earlier on, but maybe just maybe just what does it mean to you? You know, in the yeah. context of this solution, and why is it important for the whole industry to get to grips with the the concept? I,
1: I, the golden thread, I laugh a lot because uh, again, I make the reference directly to, to Dame Judy Hackett and and. Um, she asked for, for more than the golden thread. And there's so much that sits around the recommendations in the initial um, report um, that the golden thread seems to have been the buzz term that was taken out, almost like the golden fleece and where the Jason and the Argonauts, yeah. And there's big monsters that we have to conquer called you know, data integrity, integrity and all this type of stuff and machine-readable Information and AI. You know, we have to conquer all these beasts in order to get the golden fleece. Um, and I don't really see it like that. Um, um, a golden thread, really, or or, or or golden information, must already exist in the system somewhere. And if it didn't exist, somebody wasn't competent, and they needed to be. You know, that should have been found out somewhere along the lifestyle of the project. You know he's not doing his job. He hasn't given me the risk register. You know, it's, yeah. it's easy to know that the golden information doesn't exist. Sure. What what what
0: what for me has been the challenge is recording it and keeping it in one place. Yeah. And and I guess that must be in real time as well. Then there's blockchain. It's not just having information in one place. It's, it's then you can put it onto the blockchain and, and it's everywhere. Everyone can see it. Is that right? Am I, am I reading that right? Is that yeah? yeah that's essentially, essentially right. I
1: mean, we all need a key or or, or access yeah, sure. code, and we all of course. We, we've got management yeah. in terms of permissions yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. I get that. But, yeah, yeah. But essentially, that's the point. Well, the point is really the who has the master key to the information? Should that be the HSC? Mm-hmm. And, and that's the that's the the kind of question that you have. When we when we're providing the information, because we wouldn't have a challenge about providing the information if we weren't concerned that it was right or wrong, and who's the judge is in 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 the end is going to be the someone from the HSC. So essentially, if you can imagine that that inf- if we're talking about open information, let's not imagine that you know somebody walking past the building site can see how much it costs to put the, the cladding up. Yeah. Yeah. Let's imagine that you know the HSC needed to do an audit. And instead of them, you know, spending however many hours um, with the clock ticking, sending you away for information to find that you haven't got and you need to call up the mm-hmm. project manager who retired last year and was on skiing holiday and all the rest of it to find it, you can just go to Prindy and it should all be there. That, and, that, that, and, yeah. and that's the kind of open information. So it's closed in the sense that you need to be the right person and have the right code or the right permissions to access it. But it's open and and, and immutable mm-hmm. as a source of truth. And it's the source sure. of truth element, really, that shouldn't really scare anybody, to be frank. But
0: that's should be a puritan a
1: little bit, isn't it?
0: No, well, I think it's, it's about... Well, I think the industry's got to build a lot of trust with the public and things like that. And I think... Yep. To, uh, this will restore a bit of faith if, we, if we've got all this, you know. Yeah. So it's really, right. Really, so listen, let's 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 just go on and, and talk about the the d solution, you know. And I think you probably answered this question already, but I'm going to maybe just ask it again, and you can answer it any way you like. So you know, the PRIN-D platform solution. Then you know, what problem are you trying to solve with this platform? What mm. would you say is the one? If, if there's one, as a as a key, is there a few problems, or just the one? Yeah. to, what are
1: they? I'd say it's all your compliance information in one simple platform. And, and that, that should resonate to, to people who are looking for compliance information. You know, we start with CDM, um, but essentially technology can be expanded upon. It can be, you know, it can be customised. It can be flexible. So, you know, CDM being the backbone of Prindy. Mm-hmm. there's an opportunity to align with any business process. So all your compliance information um, starts with CDM, but imagine that space where you are relaxed that, you know, whatever key performance indicator, in this case, CDM um, is set, the information you need to prove that you met it is there. And if you aren't meeting it, it's clear as well. So, so that is a, is it is is a, simplified way of of highlighting a really big issue in business if you can imagine how much money is spent on people and time and systems and double systems and systems to check the systems. Um when we want to say one simple platform.
0: Tell us then how it works. You know what, what are what are the key features then? You know what and 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 who are you aiming the platform at I mean we've talked about clients a lot. I yeah. guess it's clients is maybe the main people, but yeah. maybe just talk us through, you know, yeah. how, how would the different, these different tiers you talked about earlier, yeah. Yeah. how would they interact with this platform? And yeah. which just give us a sense of how it's going to all come together.
1: In the current <laughs> version, as we expand naturally on the road, road, roadmap for, for mm-hmm. development, um, but on, the, currently we, we focus on CDM. So we've actually restricted the, the platform in terms of the duty holders in the project. So there's, there's the catch-all on as project consultant, and we can put other in if you really want to, but essentially the focus has been on the, the players. So we talk about the client, the principal designer, the designers, the principal contractor, and the contractors, less the contractors, because essentially they're all managed by the principal contractor. Mm-hmm. So somebody from these companies will essentially provide information to the system Uh, which will form an immutable digital record of Mm -hmm. all of the information that was required across the project. So, by having those those players accessing and able to provide information, that becomes a collaboration zone for for the project. Mm -hmm. Now, one question that we're usually asked is about verification. So, you know, accidentally I clicked on something and it was a picture of Donald Duck or something that was on my my desktop and that went up on the blockchain. Um, We we have to understand that due diligence means that you you should know what you're putting up. Um, But from a more sensible perspective, documents are verified by another party. So typically I, well, I was a principal designer, may upload pre-construction information that was provided to me. Um, I would require that that be reviewed or signed by either the people that put it up or the client themselves. So that double signature means that the picture of Donald Duck will be picked up pretty quickly and the information in the system is verified. So the double signature is an opportunity to allow that to be immutable. And, and gives us a little bit of a flexibility with regards to to, to, to
0: keeping records forever. Right. So, so Emmanuel, so, is it just taking stuff from, like, SharePoint or a CDE software, and being able just to just take, is it interoperable then with your software, I mean, what, what, how does it, how does it, how does the mechanics of that work? And I'm just quite interested in interoperability. No, very
1: interested, very, very interesting question. And and funny you use SharePoint as an example, because that's been a lot of the kind of, well, couldn't I just use, and couldn't I, or we already do that doing this and doing that. And essentially what that means is that there's a bespoke system that's developed with folders within folders within folders that, isn't structured in a particular way or could be structured in a particular way, Mm -hmm. but has uh, a redundancy because information can still be lost when somebody else tries to find it after the person who set it up was gone. Um, So what we do is we've set up um, Prindy to follow the principal designer's workflow, which is a different structure in terms of recording information. So by, by by following the workflow and the requirements that would be required or the documents that would be required at this particular point along the life cycle. Mm-hmm. It means that people know what they need when they need it and they can put it in the right place. So anybody that can come back and find, well, during design you must have had a risk register. Let me go there and pick it. Oh, there it is, yeah, simple. You know, so 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 that workflow allows is almost intuitive and that's part of our 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 um, our, our platform and, and and how we manage. But the, the focus has been on integration, like you said. So we have some current ones. One that we've tried most recently has been with a, a large company called Procore. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Procore, um, well, you, most people would know of them are document management system. Sure, So, yep. so the need to have um, a Procore integ- integration shows that within documents which is a plethora of information there's a need for some structure and management as to what specific stuff we need we are focused on your cdm and compliance information so there's going to be loads of documents that are not relevant that you will st- store somewhere
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you don't want the agency or anybody else having to look through all of them to find the one that where, that you need so, what we are is a specific space for your cdm compliance information
0: ah, across your life cycle right right got you so so it's not a case of just uploading all files and everything and then sorting out the health and safety, but like we all have have to do well, with, with, with we'd be point or yeah,
1: Dropbox or anything, yeah. yeah that no, that I just, uh, I know, it's a nightmare yeah,
0: yeah, i mean that's yeah, the biggest yeah. the biggest pain in that you know what, what, what yeah. with fake uh, like that's uh, another one another one another yeah. one chris is we, we tran- oh, transferring
1: information um, if it's too big for your email you use a transfer file transfer system yeah so essentially that I- information is time limited within your email i was on holiday i wasn't well whatever happened you know I might even be too embarrassed to ask the person to resend the link.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Okay, so essentially what what Pindee says is upload your file because it's needed and whoever can see, whoever needs it accesses the system to see it. Got you. So the, the the record essentially exists on the project and the access people, people who need to access it can access it. So we, we we we're trying to we're not trying to we've succeeded in in helping to to eliminate all the stuff that you might have to go back in your email and try and search who sent it what oh what was the subject title again or what, what they might have put in the, the you know because you're you're spending that time imagine the clock if you're a director or you're you know anybody you know there's a there's a time clock to how much time we spend digging through trying to find attaching, not attaching, downloading, putting in a software folder, saving it somewhere to come back later to move it somewhere that it should have been in the first place. All of those things that we never go back and do sometimes cause gaps in records and and all types of stuff. Um, And sometimes it's not because people are willfully or doing it or lazy. It's just because, you know, there was a need I found for a structured secure and safe system for all your compliance data in one simple platform and that's what we created yeah
0: and i think if, if it's easy to upload and and, and you know I, I think that's part of the challenge for certainly a lot of site-based people is because you've your know, site managers project managers they're, they're very very busy and it's always the here and now they're dealing with always something else happens that you know the, the, the paperwork uploading becomes a lower priority in terms of the, the shorter term t- type of thing. But if, if they've got someone that can just go boom and it's on, on somewhere and it's there and people can see it and monitor it, and, you know, that, I think that's a real real an, an advantage, I would certainly think. Because, you know, our site teams are under, under far too much pressure. And, you know, we talked about CDM in the past. A lot of the CDM comes down to the, the guys on site dealing with a lot, of the, a lot of the stuff that maybe they shouldn't have to be dealing with because it's been – Design issues or something else that should have been sorted out much earlier in the project. So, listen, it always happens. Yeah, totally. i will not get in my soapbox, but, uh, <laughs> but, but, I can see, but this is this is where I think that whole you're starting to see. I, I take it then. Maybe this is a good point to actually say. I take it there's like dashboards then or something you can actually monitor trends, so you can actually see how things are getting uploaded in real time type of thing, Emmanuel.
1: In the in the, in, the, in the early days, I was really um, I, I was I was a little bit embarrassed. This might be the wrong word, but I was embarrassed. I'd say to to to, to demonstrate the platform because to me it was really simple.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, it's really simple. <laughs>
1: you know, and I, I had a few comments. You know, oh well, it looks like a, you know something that like, that you've knocked up kind of thing. Um, but lo and behold, over time, and even though we're going to rebrand, we're in the process of rebranding at the moment. We will still maintain that simplicity for that exact reason, yeah, that you know um we would we were experimenting the other day with some new um with some new um functionality, which is part of what we do there's a roadmap for years ahead of loads of stuff that we need to or would love mm-hmm. to develop in addition um but we were experimenting with um the opportunity to 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 monitor a supply chain, so yeah you know, you can imagine there's three lorries coming. you know, all the fours and all that stuff is set up, you know, three lorries waiting to be checked, you know, materials coming in, you know, someone signs it. How does that record get right back to the client, um, QS who needs to make sure that it was on the same line? How does that, what's that link between, you know, and we, we were experimenting with our, with the opportunity that we've got, um, um, mobile identification so obviously the blockchain needs some form of two-factor authentication to say yes this is the person
0: yeah
1: no it doesn't need it but we use that as part of a security um so that opportunity to have a handheld um um digit let's call it i'm going to use non-technical terms there Mm -hmm. um meant that we could you know set something up in the off head office that needs to be signed off on site at the, finger, at the flick of a finger. That you know confirms that record. I will take a picture and send for it on Quindy as well. Sure. So, so, that, so yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, No, no, no that, that that's interesting because you know, you know, I mean, a lot of the project that we're involved with at the moment is, is trying to get the, the, what I, what I call the kind of the, the guys on site in terms of subcontractors to to, to adopt digital tools and digital records, and 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 this is where the power of this will be if. That's when you know we can start to see the benefit of this because if if they've got a digital record of some kind, showing some kind of thing that can go onto a blockchain, they get paid quicker. The client knows he's getting paid, and it's a completely transparent process. And there's no fighting or haggling and in, and in, in between. Oh, there will always well be in construction, but you know what I mean. The principles there.
1: So exactly. I guess that that's exactly. where.
0: So so that kind of ties up for me in my mind then how how this kind of works even so, with. So,
1: so, so, so there was yeah. the end part of your question, which was to do with dashboards, and it's something that yeah. we're in the process of of continuing to develop. At the moment, CDM is so simple um, that, oh, sorry, we've made CDM appear very simple. Yeah. Um, there is no need for a specific dashboard to demonstrate because we use um, red, amber, green, as to whether you've got the document in there or not in the stage of upload. Um, now, going forward, as we work with clients with different aspects of the platform and the functionality of using and accessing blockchain you know supply chain example we, was, we were you we were exercising and playing with before and um, cdm and other regulations golden thread as we've spoken about before so we're beginning to now set up templates which again need to be client-led um and that's a technological thing specifically when you when you you know either bootstrapping or have to pay for the software development it really then needs to be closely developed with the client who's gonna use it or needs it sure um, so we've got a ton of things up our sleeves and as we grow our clientele who um, express these additional needs for the software and the functionality and the access and the security and the information security um, we see um, CDM as almost the the the, the, the spine um yep. regulatory compliance, you know, a, a strong mm-hmm. spine, a robust spine, off which you know, ribs of, of information, different types of information, you know, supply chain being one example, um, could really, you know, sit off that. Obviously, there's some form of compliance that that requires that you're required to comply with when you're procuring or or, or accepting goods anyway. So it already links in.
0: What for, for your clients then, Emmanuel, and what becomes possible, you know, after they ad- adopt and embed the solution, you know, what are the main benefits for them? What would you say? What
1: we found, um, and we're in the process of of kind of doing some research into that because we're exercising with the current um, developer student um, mm-hmm. accommodation development. Mm-hmm. And, you know... Um, we're in construction at the moment. Um, so we've got a, a, a full record of um, versions of, 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 of compliance information. So I'm, you can see my brain thinking the exact look. I can see the platform right in my eyes <laughs> when I'm speaking to you. I'm reading it <laughs> in, my, in my brain. Uh, we've got, we got versions of um, the, the construction phase plan you know, you click on to design, and we've got the, the, the design which registers another information, and we found that we, by adding and the flexibility of customising each each page, so you can add different documents. Mm-hmm. Um, we're finding a, a wider variety of needs. Um, so, in terms of what benefits people get out at the end of it, essentially, it, or our clients get out the end of it, we always hark back to the um, immutable digital record so we're coming to hand over at this current process um, um, and we're talking about the o we're talking about the health and safety file you know at the moment we have the clients approved format for these documents sitting I won't say waiting for the contractor to give us the information, but essentially they are they are <laughs> okay. there, which is management yep. arrangements in place. So by the client yep. having management arrangements in place and the opportunity to, for the contractor to provide the information as and when it becomes available, we're confident that we're we're we we're we're, 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 we're we're assured in in our CDM compliance. Obviously, there's work to be done. We can't say before, we're. You're never fully compliant until you look back and you see. But essentially, in the process, having the facility and, and, and the arrangements in place, you know, puts us in a really good, good, good position. So so that's kind of where we're exercising the current benefits. So in terms of going back, in terms of being able to refer back to what the contractor said or or where this particular um element of risk was 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 identified. Was it pre-construction or was it from you know yeah. it, these have been interesting things that we've been able to 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 find on the platform by using the platform. So as in the years to come and as time goes and as we onboard more and more clients, um we definitely are open to the scope of widening the remit. Um, but having this opportunity to one prove to Anybody that needs to look, let's not say the HSC, We're not calling it yeah. on anybody, um, and find you know the information you need when it was uploaded, and be assured that you are compliant is our is our current
0: USP. Yeah, and, and I take it this th- this sounds like it's very much parallel with like you know all the all the kind of BIM world, if you like, with all the different project lifecycle phases, and ultimately. When you're handing over a project you know if, if you look it through the BIM lens is to hand over a client a really good job with all the information they need to operate and maintain that building so i guess this is a, a real parallel with that as well emmanuel and that's that's the other element of assurance that clients would have you know if they've got a, a model they can run and their asset management people can run but they've got this assurance then of the the health and safety part of it as well and this you know so it, you know, do, do these kind of merge, do you think? Or they, do. They, they absolutely
1: work? do. They absolutely yeah. do. So essentially, um, it's nice that we, we're actually moving the focus. You we're know, almost going backwards in time in a project. So we were talking about construction and the construction phase, and that's where the focus of stuff is. Um, but when you, when you refer to BIM, we, we kind of wheel back a little, wheel back a little bit into the design stage. And essentially... Um, You know, all my BIM compadres uh, will, will agree that BIM is for the full life cycle. I'm not going to get into any arguments about that. <laughs> yeah. But essentially, it, it's it's the design phase. This is where it it starts. Really, this is where it should be. Well, I'm going to get. I'm going to we're going to go back further in a minute. But essentially, BIM sits. You know, from when the designer's appointed to start doing it. Um, yeah. Um, and then lives throughout as long as the designers are involved. So, if in construction there's a disconnect and the contract doesn't say, yes, we're doing BIM as well, then it may tail off a little bit. So, there's all different types of things in the BIM world sure. that essentially um, is being worked upon in the BIM world. So, that sits parallel to the construction world that we were just speaking about in almost separate silos, even though construction really overarches pre construction's relevance. You know but then bim overarches constructions relevant times and and they still are kind of like um, you know oil and water almost and they shouldn't i shouldn't say that because yeah. we maybe had, had some washing up liquid and it mixes a bit but yeah. you know um what what we're trying to the point we're trying to to make is that the common denominator in that mixture is information mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we might see the model as the output, but behind that sits Kobe. Which behind that sits some at some scale, it's ones and zeros. So it's information, yeah, yeah. you know, and um, your, your risk register or your, your, the inf- document, all the documents you've compiled into your um, pre-construction information, or all the information you've compiled into your 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 construction phase plan, or, and the same for your health and safety file. The, the common denominator is information. So 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 yeah. at some points, even though that information is provided by a different player, so designers might provide the risk register and the contractors may interpret those risks and provide some of them the, the mitigations for them. So where it mixes like that, that's what I probably talk about as the the soap, soap liquid that, you know, help the, the oil and the water a bit. Yeah. So we need that bit that says, okay, that overlap, that interface, let's, let's, what information is used to manage that, you know? And that's where BIM comes in from an information management point with ISO 19650 and says, these are the documents that you require. Um, Mm. And that's what BIM, that's what um, we've programmed into our ISO 19650 template. So if you click on the ISO 19650 template, it adds those requirements into your CDM. Um, requirement under the ah, CDM requirements. So once you've added the CDM stuff as you go along and people upload them, um, yeah. you can also upload those documents that are required. So that's where we reel back a little bit further um, mm-hmm. before the contractor was appointed. Sorry, the, the, the designer was appointed. So mm-hmm. we've talked about the construction, we talked about design, BIM, now we've, we've gone back. To you know that clear field um, before we appointed the designers, um, and that terminology, that phrase, you know, appointing the designers—that's a duty of the client. Yeah, is the only person yeah. or he or it is the only person that kind of is the appointing party to use yeah. um, ISO nineteen six fifty language. And if the client is carded with the responsibility to establish an information management system in ISO 19650, which is BIM, um, then herein lies print D to a system in doing that. So an information management system or a way, I'm, I'm paraphrasing slightly, so, but essentially I think I'm along the, the right lines. I'm saying think in a modest way, um, you know, so essentially those those, information requirements and the exchanges of that information that's required is easy to cap is is possible to capture
0: yeah
1: um and then who's required to provide that information is also possible to capture and if we provide if we can capture the who the what and the when if we put it all in one place then we've got you know a, a, a digital record of compliance
0: well, and, and as you can see, there's a plethora of record keeping and information and, and stakeholders and, and, and duty holders and all the rest of it. So I'm all for any technology that helps us make this a bit easier for people, because as you see, a lot of this, a lot of the time is not through willful negligence. It's just a lot of just people just don't know what they don't know sometimes and or or assume somebody else has maybe done it. So, yeah, yeah so this is this is great. So, you know, so. Maybe just look, we've got a few questions left, Emmanuel. But listen, just quickly then: how how long does it take to set up and operate the system? You know, and what training and upskilling would be required? Is it fairly intuitive? or What we we we're,
1: we're we're at a very early stage in our yeah. in our in our um in our product life, let's call it. Yeah. Um. So in terms of managing the software. We've we've been doing quite a bit of a consultative cell where we're providing the consultancies to CDM generally and the software sits in the background. Um, As we go forward, the idea is that the software is developed to be, you know, operated by clients. So that's what makes your question even more robust And the fact that there will be training and we are in the process of developing specific training that gives the background of CDM as I've tried to whistle-stop tour here. And then also, you know, how that the platform enables people to do that um, and assist them, you know, either performing the role or um, monitoring how the principal designer role is performed. Open, obviously open to, 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 I do some bit of, of kind of lobbying, if you call it that, or working with working groups to kind of, um, support the industry as industry players, you know, typically. Um, and I know mm-hmm. that we've done some work or, or I've, I've probably got some homework for you, Chris, um, in terms of your efforts with the digital construction skills and expert partnership groups and stuff that you've been developing over the time. Um, but we're happy to kind of onboard clients and do trials as well. No. Um, just no. while we're developing in the early stages, as we... As we move forward, it would be really good to to kind of support the industry in one understanding um, blockchain and the benefits of using their te- that te- that technology, but also in just typically complying with, with CDM and, and, sure. and their duties typically.
0: No, I think it kills a lot of, a lot of birds with one stone in terms of you know the, the, the regulations coming up, um, you know, and certainly in Scotland here, and, and I'm, I'm I'm assuming England as well that there will be a big blockchain strategy. You know, in terms of government level, even higher than the, the, the construction industry. So, it does look like there's a lot of interest in development. So, I think it's um, and clients will be definitely interested in, in, in things like this. You know, I think you know, So far, then, Emmanuel, you, you, you're on a you're on a learning journey. You're on a road on on and on, the, on the right road by all accounts um, with 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 your 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 solution. But what what can others learn from this? You know, have you any advice for anyone looking to adopt a similar a similar solution? Or just maybe for those looking to invest in digital tools more generally, what, what's your what's your advice? Um, I
1: think, really and truly, we have to be a little bit more open to innovation. Generally, this general advice. Um, we, we've come up and we've come a long way in, this, in, in, a, in what seems to be a long time for me, but a short time, typically. Um, and it's not been 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 easy because technology developed so quickly and it really is in the sense of um, being able to realize a vision is um, it, it's a possibility for people now so someone can sit in their bedroom you know and create something that answers a question
0: yeah
1: you know now in terms of the the industry our love you know, our, our beloved but very traditional industry um, moving and shaking to keep up with innovation um, is, is, is a task. And I think the industry has to be aware of the speed at which, you know, technology is moving and the ben- everybody knows the benefits. We've all got a computer. We've all used a mobile. There's no need to to, to, for me to reiterate McKinsey and talk about, you know, yeah. we all know yeah. the answers. Yeah. So the question is: Are are you know the companies that that need to be, you know, the, the larger ones trickling down to the smaller ones, but the smaller ones also, you know, are we adopting and prepared to adopt, and you know, are we prepared to trial and 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 failing some t- in some cases? Yeah. Um, you know, just because you know it, it needs to be in a robust fashion. You know, no one throws throws time and resources at anything for no reason. But what we're trying to say here is the the, the research and development appetite. You know, what is our yes, research yes. and development appetite? Where, where where is that sitting? How how are we, you know, supporting and open to trialing and open to working with? Um, you know, um, micro-organisations, you know, are yes. set up to, 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 to accept micro-organisations, typically? Um, and we know the answer. So how does... <laughs> <laughs> and that's even government <laughs> stuff, you know, you can wait a minute, so the government's supposed to be helping, you know, small businesses. How, 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 does, how do we answer this?
0: You're gonna have, uh, have, have me banned off you're gonna you're gonna have me off the air. We've been <laughs> controversial here Manuel, you know. <laughs> so, you know, we we know the answers as well, because this is
1: I the thing, you I know. Yeah and, and I mean you 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 may or may not go back before my time, but you know, your experience is gonna be wide enough to say that it's been a long time, these same things have been been um, been on on the on the list of things to change but one thing that hasn't kind of stopped is the progress of technology and innovation. Yeah. Um, and you know, if we just jump back to the other side of blockchain that I'm not really allowed to talk about, cause it's got nothing to do with Pundee, but you know, if we, if we look at how fast, you know, um, um, cryptocurrencies or, or that type of stuff has, has moved and is taking over or, or, or involved in, you know, is finding itself embedded into society. Um, you know, and we don't even need to go to countries. We can talk about countries like Estonia and Dubai and other ones that are really taking on blockchain at a government level you were talking about yeah, yeah. Um, for those benefits, um, voting and, and IDs, um, supply chains again. Um, you know, if we if we really stop to look how quick it's moving, then we missed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what we're good at doing is, you know, let's just have a look and see how. Oh, let's just, uh, you know, it's gone. The bus has gone, mate. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know. So, yeah. so, so, yeah. so, if we if we stop and look, we miss the bus. You know, we need to be prepared to 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 research and develop and, and sponsor
0: develop and, you know, and give it a go. So, I think you you you. You, you've you've got an uncanny knack of nearly answering the next question, but you're never answered. But I'm going to just say because I think you know it's it's very clear that you're very proactive, and you're very passionate about using innovative technology uh, to transform the culture within the industry. Then, so so tell us a wee bit more then about the wider conversations you talk with clients here. I guess already, but you know, but what are your, You know, what, what, what conversations are you having, mm. and what are your aspirations and hopes for the future of the construction industry?
1: Right, so I have been and will be a protagonist for, for CDM. Why that is is because, um, I've been championing or needed to feel I needed to champion the CDM regulations and compliance among some of the the, the 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 institutions that I've been speaking to and have been supportive. So, yeah. the HSC being one, Right. You yeah. know, I've had numerous conversations with the HSC, um. Being a government organisation, it's easy for me to expect more than they can ever give. Um, So I'm grateful for even the conversations that we've had so far and the engagement that we've had Um, and that continues to, to, that we continue to to have one thing that's been interesting that's been, um, um, I've been a part of is the Golden Thread initiative, which is sponsored by the um, Ministry for, I'm going to say it in full this time, just so I don't get the acronym wrong, Ministry of Communities, Housing, Local Government. Wow. Um, um And they've, they've been really, really keen on picking up, you know, the golden thread and and, and, and the legislation that sits around it. So, we um, have been working with uh registered social landlord in the UK um, to develop um, Um, a report around it and a bit more information so it's been a very interesting journey as a one of the industry experts there i call myself that you know but i have been singing the cdm waving the cdm flag um which is which sometimes i find strange because it's it's written and robust so it's for me and and You know, I I might be biased, but it's a good thing to be biased to. For me, it it, it does answer the questions if we comply, you know, if we we do it right, then then, then it it brings us quite far. So that's basically what I've been singing. Um, I've also been working with the um, um, British Standards Institute, BSI, Um, and that's um, been a proposal which has, you know, had mixed, mixed views, dare I say, coming back. Uh-huh. Um, but a proposal for a digital standard for compliance. So okay. let's, let's now, cause you know, compliance, yes, you need to give me this, but how, and if we're talking about a digital record, you know, what what how, what is a digital record? What's the standard for creating one? Um, so that's been something that I'm sure, you know, they're working on in different arenas and I'm very bespoke on CDM, so again, you know, th- that, that's something that I still will champion going forward. We've been speaking about um, widening that digital standard and the compliance standard um, for not just CDM, but widening that um, across, because I was talking to you before about ISO19650, which is what we've been able to template. We've templated the, the a version of um, as we will develop, as it develops the golden thread. Um, in the platform as well. So in that sense, um, you know, working with and supporting, providing information, I'm quite open. You know, it, what, what I'm talking about is written already. So I'm not speaking, I'm not, I didn't pick it up. You know, I don't have any trademark over this stuff. I'm just helping everybody to, to do what's already written somewhere. And I enjoy doing it. That's probably why I do it, you know, more than, People that probably don't enjoy it, which is why they don't do it. So they're happy for me to help them do it. Yeah. Well,
0: Emmanuel, that that's been absolutely fascinating conversation. It's I've really enjoyed, and I've enjoyed it enjoyed. I well. yeah. jo- always enjoy listening to you, uh, and it's great to hear you, uh, and and how things are progressing as well. And you know, uh, you, you got to keep fighting the good fight with these. You know, like bringing technology and CDM together can only be a brilliant thing for the industry that can transform us. And. And help us all do our jobs better, you know, and, and rebuild that trust and faith in, in the construction industry where, where 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 it's been where that's it's been hope. damaged in the past, you know. Exactly. So, but listen, man, that, that's been that's been tremendous. I'm not going to keep you any longer because it's it's quite near dinner time now. So, um, look after yourself, and thanks a million. And I, I'm looking forward to keep continuing the conversation um, going forward with you. And, and any help we can do, we'll be certainly championing what you're up to anyway. Chris, it's been a pleasure. No, absolutely.
1: And thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. It's been, been good. It's always good talking to you as well you see that. So um look forward to another time.
0: Brilliant, Emmanuel. Take care of yourself now. Good All luck. Right, you too. Bye-bye. Bye now. Bye now.